Victor Kui now being let go as president and CEO of the Edmonton Elks football team. Let's find out exactly what happened and answer some of the speculation that I'm sure you're all seeing on social media today. Our guest is producer for Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins right here on 630 Ched. Also the color analyst for Edmonton Elks. Also going to be doing our sports for the afternoon today. Very busy man, Dave Campbell. Thanks so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. No problem, Chelsea. Good to be here. So let's just go to the details of this story. We found out that Victor Kui was uh, being let go. What do we know about uh, about how this happened, how long these conversations were in the works, and uh, is he speaking out? Yeah, I mean, the only thing that we heard from Victor Kui was uh, was uh, through a statement today, basically thanking the organization and, and feeling that the organization is starting to, you know, make some positive inroads with the fan base. Of course, on the field, they're 0-9, so that, that's another story. But it, it does sound like this was brewing for a while. We haven't seen Victor Kui around since uh, before the bye week. So I believe mm. he was in town for the game on July the 29th. That was when the Elks were uh, shut out 27 nothing by the Lions. And then I believe he went on a vacation, a family vacation, and then hasn't been seen from since. Um, he has been very quiet on social media, which he is very active on social media. So that got people kind of wondering what the heck is going on with Victor Kui. And, you know, when they say mutually parting of ways, um, I do believe from what I've been told is that the board initiated this and wanted to make this change. And they had their reasons, they said, and here we are. So, you know, you go back to January 2022, Chelsea, and here's Victor Kui, who grew up in Edmonton, a fan of the team, worked for the team at one point uh, prior and called this a dream come true. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty shocking that we're 20 months later and here we are. And he's had an interesting career too. He had a ton of success in Asia with an MMA organization. Did he just not have the experience that he needed for CFL football? Because everything about his background would have suggested that he would have been, it would have been great for this role. Yeah, I think uh, he came in with a lot of fanfare and with a lot of great ideas and different ideas. And I think the board at the time, because you've got to remember too, like the, the board of directors, it changes every two to three years, right? So because, you know, you have appointments and the board chair can only serve for three three terms, I believe, or three three years, and then you have to change the board chair. So okay. at the time, it was a different board chair, but they were pretty impressed with uh, with Quee's resume and with his, uh, and, you, and you mentioned the MMA, uh, the, the, the venture in Singapore, one championship. He's also, you know, worked in a number of sports ventures as well. His social media game is just, I mean, he came in like gangbusters with all the mm-hmm. little activations, all the things that they did in the 2022 off season. I just got the sense that the board didn't really feel that at a certain point that it kind of fizzled out, you know, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't taking as well as they thought. And I think they just said, look, we just, you know, we, you're trying things, but it's not overly maybe realistic or um, it's not doable. There was also some talk that, you know, behind the scenes, it was a, 
you know, to, to use the word toxic, I think might be a little harsh, but it might be also accurate. They've had a lot of employees leave under his watch, whether that's his fault or whether, you know, whether it's his fault or not, Chelsea, it's his responsibility. And at some point, I think the walls just close in on, uh, you know, the, the guy at the top or, or the person at the top. Yeah. And, and I seen, think that's the situation here. I've seen conversations like that, too, on on social media, you know, and I think in a situation like this, everyone is going to try to come in with their own expertise and their own analysis of what has happened, right? And, you know, the conversation about this not necessarily having to do with the Elks on-field performance this year is, I think, sort of what you're suggesting. There seems to be sort of a, a culture situation that's been at least alluded to, and who who is, you know, to blame for that? Maybe we don't necessarily know, but do you think that this is a scapegoat situation? Uh you know, I think when you're at the top, you're 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 basically entering the the territory of being a scapegoat, right? Mm. Um, whether it's justified or or not, and I think you you made a really good point, Chelsea, about this has nothing to do with the team on the field. This this is separate. This is business operations. We're not talking about football operations. That's a whole other conversation, right? right? Which ha- has been had and we will have. This was about how. Victor Quee went about the business operations as far as his ideas were, you know, his his ability to to take those ideas and to and to run with it and to see, you know, the reality of those ideas. It's also how the dynamics were working in behind the scenes. I mean, they had, you know, they had uh, high level staff members take leave of absences, you know, recently. Um, And that's that's not good. So. Um, there is a separation here. Like we have to separate football on the field and the football business. And the two sides are separate. They do try, obviously, well, not try, they do work together, but they do operate as a separate entity. So um, this is more about what happened in the business side of things in the within the office and like you said the culture of the of the uh of the office and, and the inner workings and you know from what i understood is that uh, there were there were some problems there and whether victor Kui was directly the reason for that or not it's still his responsibility and i think that's the problem and i think the board saw that and they said look we just we just can't continue you know i, I wonder if not quite two years though is long enough to be given a really adequate chance do you think that do you think that this revolving door is is the answer well, and, and this is where, you know, I say the, the football operations, you know, the, the stuff on the field and the stuff off the field are separate, but you, you can't argue that, you know, hey, they're 0-9, right? And does that have a, a bit of a factor into this as well? There's a lot of pressure. I mean, I go to games and people watch the games and, you know, you've seen the attendance and it's it's sad. You know, it's really, really sad at Commonwealth. They, they had an announced crowd of 19,000, which is the lowest I have ever seen. Wow. Yeah. In my time, either watching the team or covering the team, which has been almost for 20 years. And that's that's not good. So there's no question that uh, there is pressure on the field that does affect business. And but at the same time, it is kind of a separate issue, you know, but it doesn't help. So it, it kind of weaves in like if they were nine and oh, we're not talking about this as much. Right. Mm-hmm, maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's an issue that they can deal with. Uh, behind the scenes and kind of keep it away. But when you're 0-9, everything kind of gets exposed, you know, whether it's football 
on the field or football off the field and on the business side. So uh, I think that's where we're, we're kind of sitting at right now. And 0 and 9 does not help. It does not help at all. You're absolutely right. And I think the fact that we are 0 and 9, I think has created this situation where there's a lot of skepticism and there's certainly a lot of frustration that's being felt by fans. And this definitely does not help add to it. So, I mean, certainly this is part of the business side, as as you've mentioned, but how does this then impact the team moving forward for the rest of the season? I think, honestly, there's almost zero impact. Let's say minimal Hmm. impact. Now, the impact of, wow, our team president and CEO is no longer with us, that's that's probably going to have a little bit of a ripple effect for the locker room or in the coaching room or, you know. But do they take it to the practice field? No, I don't think so. Do they take it to game day? I I don't think so. Do they take it to meetings? I I don't think so. Um, So to me, I think the impact on the field is very, very minimal, but it doesn't mean that the players don't, you know, stand and take notice and go, Oh, wow. You know, a really major player on our team, even though he's on the business side is no longer with us anymore. So I think that would make the players and coaches stand to attention, but at the same time, they're so hyper-focused on trying to win games and, and, and trying to prepare for games that I think that's what you're going to see is just, you know, they're just going to focus on the task at hand, which is trying to win. Well, what about, I guess then, Dave, for the the patience for the fan base then? You know, for this to happen at this point in this season, given the record that we're at right now, I mean, it seems like a big uphill battle for whoever's going to come in and take his place. It doesn't help. I mean, this doesn't help. I mean, this is the uh, third president that has left the organization or been let go by the organization since basically the 2019 offseason. Len Rhodes was was let go or, or his contract basically not renewed, so he left early in 2019. Chris Presson was hired in the middle point of 2019, mm-hmm. and he didn't survive, uh, you know, the 2021 season where they went three and 11 and there was, you know, some disastrous stuff and, you know, there was no real playbook for COVID and that was a real difficult uh, circumstance for everyone. And maybe Chris Preston didn't handle it as well as other executives would have, but, you know, we'll never know. He came in with some great ideas and didn't really get to use any of them because of, because of the pandemic. And Victor Quick came in with great ideas. And unfortunately, uh, those ideas didn't always come to fruition and, um, you know, didn't sit well with the board, I guess, how maybe he operated those ideas. And I mean, the point is it's three presidents. You know, there's, there's a lot of turmoil within the organization i mean people look at the edmonton elks organization and they they think they're the laughing stock and i know personally it's just it's tiresome and i i don't know when it's going to end it's going to end at some point but that's the thing is when is it going to end and how does this affect the the next hire you know we're going to have an interim ceo and that's fine but hopefully by the end of the year they're going to have a president and ceo that's going to be permanent but the thing is, is like, how big is that pool going to be? You mm-hmm. know, hopefully it's 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 going to be pretty big uh, or big enough. But, you know, there's there's validity to ask the question, who would want that job considering all the all the, you know, the, the turmoil that's been around this club for the last four years? Yeah. And who will have the, the optimism and the hope that I think is really needed to stick it out and uh, and to take on such a big position in in a position like we're seeing this year. Dave, I know you're very busy this afternoon. You're coming to us live from Hamilton. You're going to cover uh, the Elves for us. So uh, thank you so much for making the time. I'm going to let you go so that we can come back to you in just over 10 minutes here for a look at sports today. Uh, but I really appreciate your insight. 
Sounds good. We'll talk to you in about 10 minutes, Chelsea. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. That's Dave Campbell, producer for Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins right here on 630 Ched and, of course, color analyst for the Edmonton Elks.